think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filippone. What do you think Jonathan Taylor is ultimately going to get traded for? Because he's around the team, he's traveling with the team, they've given him permission to seek a trade. And Albert Breer talked to like 15 executives. He did a great story, I thought, on this. The responses were fairly wide-ranging. What do you think of the asking price of a first-round pick? I don't think they'll get it because it's 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 multi-pronged. It's multi-layered here. It's not just you're trading for Jonathan Taylor. The next step is you have to pay the man. And I just think that that double, I think the trade on its own, people could stomach. Um, you know, if they were just going to rent Jonathan Taylor, I think having to then allocate big money and pacify him that way is a non-starter for the league. And I know there's 31 teams, but you winnow it down. How many really need a running back? And then you shrink it even more based on how many teams are willing to give up a lot and pay the man. No, I think he's stuck there, Danny. I think he's overplayed his hand. I think Ursay out of spite now almost would need to be bowled over by an offer in order to trade him, maybe things change if we get to the October deadline and, you know, the Colts aren't going anywhere and, you know, the GM Ballard can talk Ursay off whatever high horse he's on or ledge he's on. But no, I think Jonathan Taylor's stuck there. And I think the fact that he's traveling with the team to this game is a sign to me that he's going to lose the staring contest. He's going to blink first and end up playing for the Colts. I think there's year. a few things here. He's not Christian McCaffrey. You know, he he's... It's not the skill set that fits the modern NFL in an elite way where I am absolutely convinced that he is a superstar talent at the position. He was he gave you superstar production for a short period of time behind an offensive line that at the time was considered great. They had a pretty rough year uh, last year and had some more injuries. But like, this isn't a guy who's going to have 80 catches. This isn't a guy who's like a 99th percentile athlete. He's a bulk power runner. That is, unless you're Derrick Henry, that is not the type of thing that you want to be investing in long term. Because and he's not Derrick Henry. No, I I know, but that's the type of thing that falls off a cliff in an instant. We see a lot of guys have a great year or two with yep. that with that running style, and then it goes away. So like. I don't look at Jonathan Taylor as that caliber of special at a position that we already know is being devalued across the league. I do think there's some hilarity in the idea of we don't value running backs. We won't pay Jonathan Taylor what he's asking. But if we're going to trade Jonathan Taylor, we're asking for 
a, a king's ransom for him. You have to value our guy more than we're valuing our guy. So I think that there is some hypocrisy on the Colts side, but of course the team has all of the leverage here. And let's do it this way. First round pick, you'd laugh at it. Second round pick, I would laugh at it. I would start to say that the team that acquired Jonathan Taylor would be making a reasonable deal if they traded a third round pick for him. So to me, they're just way too far off from what, if you just say it out loud, the 70th pick in the draft for Jonathan Taylor and paying him. I'd be like, all right, that's 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 reasonable. But if it was the 35th pick in the draft and trading him, I would feel like the team that got him was getting ripped off. Well, I just don't think that I just don't think that Jonathan Taylor should get paid like he's the best running back in the NFL. And because so because he's, he's not. So that's what he wants. If he were a free agent, I wouldn't want to pay him that. And then on top of that, I wouldn't want to give up any draft pick of significance. I just wouldn't. You know, he proved last year that as we've said for years, that with very few exception, uh, the running backs are a function of the offensive line. And so that's how it went down. If he had had a giant year, if this were two years ago, and he was coming off that remarkable season where he led the NFL in rushing or was right there with Henry, I do believe, it's a different conversation. He, he's he's coming off a bad year. Right. And he's, and, he, and he's trying to play hardball with the Colts and the rest of the NFL. So... I see, I don't see this changing. I see him having to swallow his pride and either play for the Colts week one, or he takes this into the season. But even if he, I mean, they could, they could literally fine him because he's under contract and really be pricks about it. This is not a franchise tag situation where he's refusing to pay it and is technically not on the roster. He's on the team and he's acting this way. And Ursay's a loose cannon. Who knows what he's willing to do to, 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 to win this battle, to win this fight with him. So I don't think it ends well for Jonathan Taylor. He won't get gets he won't get what he wants. And I think this could potentially like also derail his season in the process. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Should Miami trade for Jonathan Taylor? At what price? I mean, they're, I, they're the betting favorites to get him. I just want to. I, I know, but the betting favorites on this stuff is almost always wrong. Like <laughs> you're right about that. Like, like the, it, these are the, these aren't real bookmakers taking these bets and ma- putting this available. It's just conversational fodder for people to say like oddshark.net. Like the, the Bears are the second favorite to get him. And there's absolutely nothing in Ryan Poles' tenure running the Bears that would suggest that he would trade and pay for a running back. He didn't pay David Montgomery like less than Jonathan Taylor. You know what I mean? It's either right. just doing it because Matt Eberflus was there. So, but it would I be, would it be a good move for Miami to do it? I mean, he would make them better 
and I understood why they were linked to to Dalvin Cook. You know, like I, I think that they could stand to upgrade at the running back position. And they're a team kind of like the Rams a couple of years ago that has mortgaged some of their future in order to really maximize the window of winning right now. They're doing it when when Tua is cheap. Obviously, the Rams had to do it to also acquire Stafford, so that's a difference. But like the Chubb trade was hyper aggressive. The Ramsey trade was pretty aggressive. Like they, they are at obviously Tyree Kill to add with Waddle. Like that they, they are very much trying to win this year's Super Bowl. And I respect the hell out of them for it, given that they're in the division with the Bills and now Aaron Rodgers and in the loaded AFC with a quarterback with injury questions. Like I, I respect their aggressiveness. It's fun. If you're a Dolphins fan, it's got to be the most fun time to be a Dolphins fan since Dan Marino. But I again, it's the price. Third round pick for Jonathan Taylor? Sure. Second or first round pick or two twos or something like that, like Albert Breer is saying that some executives are quoting the price at. Get the hell out of here. That's ridiculous. I think Miami's one of those teams where we see injuries before the season starts, F up their season. And Jalen Ramsey's already gotten hurt, and now Armstead is banged up too. Um, I think it would be like kind of like chasing to do it. Like I think, you know, they're pot committed. If they were to do something like this, it would come off to me as desperate. And I think the Dolphins are one of those teams that every year we see half the playoff field get reloaded. Half is out, half stays in, half goes out. They made it last year. I think they're going to miss this season.